Welcome everyone to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. I am John, joined by Ronnie once again, and Christmas has come and gone. Did you have a chance to watch any of the Christmas games? I didn't, and but I know you're so excited about all these Christmas games. So I'm curious. Did you? Did you? I, I watch was them? excited. I I didn't. I watched a couple of them live. I watched a couple of them delay. I watched a couple of highlights of some of the other ones. Uh, but it was on pretty much the entire day when yeah. we were kind of opening presents and, and, and doing all that jazz. I'll be honest. Uh, I, I was in my playoffs for fantasy football, so I was more concentrating on football <laughs> games. So I, was, yeah. I had that on. It, it was it was a little disappointing. Uh, only two of the games were actually kind of close. Mm-hmm. You know, the 76ers and the Knicks were, ended up being 119 to 112. The Suns and the Nuggets went into overtime. That was a heartbreak for Suns right? fans. The other games were kind of kind of blowouts yeah celtics just killed milwaukee bucks which is a surprise to me i, I mean it's weird well, how, the celtics yeah they've been struggling so much so yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was kind of shocked by that it's weird how these teams they just kind of like go into these lulls you know they're just like we talked about it last podcast you know they just all of a sudden they just have like a bad game and this was one of them for the bucks you know even though they're one of the top teams and then celtics yeah. come back after their bad games too you know they all of a sudden they, they beat the pants off the bucks i don't know it's just interesting how that happens Absolutely, yeah. It, it and the the Warriors, right? They win their yeah. game big over the same, Grizzlies. They were getting blown out by thirty points, right? And just playing awful basketball, and then all of a sudden they they show up. Yeah, without Steph Curry and I don't, it without was, Steph Curry, without Wiggins. Yeah, it okay, was, Wiggins. Yep. Did Thompson play that game? Clay Thompson played that game. Yes. Yeah, so we're okay. going to talk about the game in just a second, but just let's just let's just jump right into it Ronnie. Sure. let's throw the ball up in the air and, and bounce it around a little bit luca and jason tatum with the mavericks and the celtics respectively they both so far this season have six games where they have scored 40 plus points this nice. season six they games. are the top crazy six games yep they are the tops in the leagues boston is first place in the east they're 24 and 10 the mavericks are eighth place in the west they are 18 and 16 how does that happen? <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird, huh? I think it happens because of Jalen Brown and Al Horford. And <laughs> if you just look at the cast of these two teams, I think I, I mean Boston is just such such a better team on paper and and you know in performance. But what are the Mavericks going to do? You know, in this game on Christmas Day, they had Dirk Nowitzki out, and Mark Cuban unveiled a statue to Dirk that's going to be in front of the statue. I feel like. They're doing the same thing to Dirk. Uh, My name's confused. I feel like they're doing the same thing to Luka that they did to Dirk. And they just had this one dominant player, but they just surrounded him with mediocrity. And they stayed, until they won that championship, they stayed fourth, fifth, sixth seed in the West, never to get over that hump. Are they going to do the same thing to Luka? I I think you're right, yeah. I mean, they kind of... If that game plan worked for them in the past, then yeah, the, the history repeats itself, oh, right? It's so it's gotta be so frustrating. It's gotta be frustrating for Luca for sure. But I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm, if you're a Mavs fan, as long as long as you get one championship out of that player while they play for you, then you're pretty happy, right? Ah, I disagree. When you have someone that's a generational talent like Luca has been, I, I you want to build a dynasty around that player. He's what twenty three years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could potentially have a decade of him being the best, one of the best in the game, and you're just going to squander it like they did with Dirk. And it's it's super frustrating. I'm not a Mavericks fan. Please, please don't <laughs> construe this as me like go Mavericks. No, I hate the Mavericks. But Luca's so good, and it's just it's it's really 
it's frustrating to see if if you're a fan to see some of these players just kind of rot away and and teams that just don't I don't know I don't know what the deal is Mark Cuban I feel like he wants to win yeah I mean when you look at their roster like who who do they really have I mean they, Christian oh, Wood yeah you know he's I guess he's he's all right you know he's, he's had a couple of good games this season but it's all yeah Hardaway he's coming up but yeah there's like those are the only guys on the team I mean they there's no one else there you know so it is kind of crazy yeah, we're going to talk about Luca a little bit more in the podcast, but I just that stat blew me away that those are the two guys that have 40 plus point games and the differences in their team's performance yep. and it's just it's just crazy. It's it's amazing what a good supporting cast will do for a team and I think you kind of see the yin and yang of that with Boston and, and Dallas. Exactly. There's such a good supporting cast for Boston, right, compared to the Mavericks. So yeah, I definitely see your point there. The Warriors and the Grizzlies were another game that played on Christmas, and we we hit on this a little bit already. The Warriors have been struggling, specifically on the road. This game was at home for them, but they just I don't I don't know what it is about this team when they play the Grizzlies. It's just like they flip a switch. So the Grizzlies mm-hmm. came in and were talking a lot of trash before. I don't know if you saw some of the comments about how John Morant was talking about they're not worried about anybody in the West. Yeah. They're going, you know, they're going to the finals. And it's just like you 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 can't say that it's too early <laughs> right. in the season for one two you haven't been there you haven't been to the top of the mountain you don't even know how to get there yep and you're saying this game and i i think some of it was probably hype because because of the stuff that happened last year when they played each other in the playoffs the words that were exchanged between draymond and jaw during the off season but man oh man the the warriors came out like they wanted to win this game and without Steph Curry, without Andrew Wiggins, they put on a beatdown on the Grizzlies. Well, that alone, just saying that, it just totally motivates your opponent. I've seen that happen time and time again. I think the NBA and just all these professional leagues altogether, when somebody says one thing, it just lights a fire on the opposing team just to beat the crap out of you. You know, that's and that's all you need when you're when you're a professional and when you're really good. It's weird how something like that could just light that fire under your whole entire team and then they just they just murder the, their opponent i don't know it's, i've seen it happen so many times they say never give your your opponents bulletin board material mm-hmm. right because all they're gonna do is just see that and just just get angry yeah and they were angry there was six technical fouls called on the warriors during this game ranging from taunting to you know the general complaining <laughs> uh none on on the grizzlies it's like they're trying to keep the game close but Clay Thompson, uh, Kuminga, Kaminga, Draymond Green, Kaminga. Sorry, I, I typed it wrong, and I was like, "That's not right." Uh, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr, and Jordan Poole all had technical fouls. Jordan Poole actually had two and was ejected from the game, hmm. not before putting up 32 points and, and leading all scores, uh, leading all Warrior scores, I should say. But they had something to prove that this was a game. This this was a game they circled on the calendar. Yeah, and they absolutely showed up after the game. Clay Thompson made some comments, basically saying the same sort of thing as is like they they haven't won anything. They're trying to build a dynasty. You have to I win yeah. one before you can even build a dynasty. What are they talking about? And you could tell how just how passionate and I wouldn't say angry, but just just motivated he was for this game through some of those comments. And I. I have a question for you. Is this 
is this a rivalry now? Is the Grizzlies and Warriors a rivalry, or is it is it not gotten to that point yet? I think it is, yeah. Especially when it when they play on Christmas Day and all these things happen, it it kind of turns into a rivalry. I don't think uh, some people will say no because we haven't really seen them face each other in the playoffs where they they've gone like head to head, you know, or. Well, they they did last year, right? That that's it, this is where it all started. It just, it, was last year when they faced each other. In the you're playoffs. right, but it just didn't seem like it was like that tough of a matchup. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't just don't remember it that well because it's not my team, you know. But I think it went six right. games, didn't it? And it was it was it was a weird matchup because there was one game where I think the Grizzlies were leading by 52 points or something yep. at one point. In there the was game. There, yeah, and there was they were blowing each other out like left and right, like it was switching. It was it really was yeah. Like Memphis would blow them out, and then all of a sudden Warriors would blow them out. I remember that one. I think it was the first game where John Morant he he had the chance to lay it up to win the game, but he missed that one layup, and the win went to the Golden State Warriors, and they ended up taking. Draymond got ejected in one of those games yep. too. I yep. think that was game one as well. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think, think this right. is a rivalry. Yeah. I'm on the camp of no, not yet, and the reason is because it's it's been one sided so far. Mm. The Warriors just win. The Warriors beat them in the playoffs. The yeah. Warriors beat him on this game after after the Grizzlies tried to come into it talking about like oh this is going to be nothing so you you can't you can't be the king until you beat the king and right yeah. now the warriors are are the champions they're the king and they haven't done anything without Steph Curry without Andrew Wiggins right. arguably the two best players on the team certainly the best player on the team and Curry Wiggins maybe the second best player and they just get absolutely humiliated yeah it was Interesting. To well, watch. credit to Poole for filling in for Steph Curry, you know, so well and with his thirty-two points. That's, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. So I think for the Grizzlies, they're like the the hero of this rivalry that I'm going to call it, even though you don't think it is. <laughs> and then the Warriors <laughs> are like the, the evilness of it, you know, like the the Grizzlies like need David to, Goliath sort right, of right. Yeah, or? like the Grizzlies are they keep getting beaten up, you know, by this this bad this this evilness you know and they're one it's like that finally like towards the end of the year if they meet in the playoffs hopefully the grizzlies will finally like defeat this evil you know it's just like how those movies movie storylines goes you know there's the the bad guys yeah. are always beating up the good guys for like the whole entire movie plot and then finally at the end the good guy wins you know it's called the matrix i saw that yeah <laughs> I was thinking Karate it's, Kid, actually. So, Oh, uh, Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah. We went in different directions there. <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about this game was the way that it ended. The Warriors had this game in command, and the Grizzlies still had John Morant out on the court, and they were still trying to do these like highlight play alley-oop dunk sort mm -hmm. of things, and it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. You, you, this game's over, and you're, you're – it's almost like you're making a fool out of yourself by, ooh, check out this ESPN top dunk. Yeah, you lost by 20. Yep. Uh, it didn't end up being that, but it, I mean, it might as well have been. It was garbage time points at that point. It's just, I just don't understand the thought process of doing something like that. And maybe the thought process was, we're going to make these guys mad and we're going to have to play them again. Yeah. And I don't know. It just, it just seemed uh, surreal isn't the right word, but just seems so out of place. Like, I don't. I don't under they know the score, they know the time that's left in the game. You know, yeah, you played till the last the last buzzer sounds, but come on. That's come on. starting to become a thing, I think. You know, I've seen that with a lot of teams yeah, now. It's, it's happened the a few teams. I, don't, yeah. I don't know why it's happening like that. And you see on ESPN when they go over the highlights too, they're always showing like those highlight dunks and everything, but then at the end they're like, and Grizzlies lost by nineteen or whatever. It was. And they lost, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to say, because I know you're a fan of this, is Draymond Green had what I'm going to start calling a Draymond double-double. 
Yes, I saw Th- that. 13 rebounds, 13 assists, three points. <laughs> <laughs> and a Draymond type that's of all game. He needs. Yeah, that's amazing. It's, how does he do that? You know, he just he's such yeah, an impact just, on the team, but not with points. You know, he made yeah, his only yeah. three pointer. He, he made one three pointer in the game. His only attempt, I think. And then, yeah, just he didn't do anything else. Very interesting how that works out. <laughs> it is interesting because it's such it is such a Draymond double double. It's 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 perfect. Roddy, did you get did you get everything you wanted on your Christmas list? Uh, I think so. Why? What? What did you, did you get yours? I did. I got just about everything. Yeah, I didn't really have that much of a list. I just wanted clothes and new shirts and comfortable clothes. So yeah, I, I got that. Clothes and shirts. I, you yeah, know what? Like no, a... I, I'm still waiting for my chocolate. I wanted a bunch of milk chocolate. Okay. I always get a chocolate orange. I love them. <laughs> Sweet. I wanted to uh, talk about some Christmas lists. Potential Christmas. Well, not potential. Christmas is over. But what did, what did the Christmas list look like for some of these players and teams? Uh, so I have three people that I kind of wanted to go over. And I think you have a couple of guys as well yeah that you know let's let's pretend i intercepted direct to santa i intercepted luca's christmas list and i'm i'm looking over it and what would what his christmas think, list look like what would his christmas look like yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool and what i what i have on luca's christmas list is that he wants a legit number two and we talked about the same issue that dirk had uh, with not having a real number two that's got to be number one some somebody somebody to help support him on this team so that he's not having to carry the load. It almost reminds me of LeBron in the early Cleveland days, right? Where it was just a bunch of random people. Luka Doncic has got to be feeling that right now. Do you think Luka wants someone to come to him? Or does Luka want to go somewhere where there's already a good established amount of players? Like, I don't know, the Lakers, for example. I think Luka wants people to come to him. Yeah? You think Luka's happy in... So there's the a trade Mads. rumor going around Honestly, that I, Trey Young is available yeah. right, for trade. Do you think a Trey Young-Luka Doncic team is successful? I don't think it makes any difference for that trade. I think they're both really good players. I mean, maybe Luka's a little bit better, but does Atlanta have any supporting cast that Luka would appreciate at all? I don't, I don't think that there's no. much better of a team, you know? They have, uh, what's the name that, that went there? The, the point guard, I can't think of his name, Murray? DeJounte Murray, yeah. yeah. But then that, you're stuck with that, two point guards that, again, so what's the point of that? Yeah, and that's that's exactly I was thinking what position what position do you think Luca would be most successful if teamed with? I think when Luca looks out into the league, he's looking at centers and he's looking at Embiid and he's thinking, Man, if if I could just get Embiid on my on my team, that he, I could see him sitting on Santa's lap, you know, just like Santa <laughs> please Santa, can I just have someone me, like Luca. Embiid come to my team? Yeah, I didn't go with pure center in my head. I think of more of like a hybrid power forward center, like a like a Bam Adebayo or a um, Pascal Siakam, some one of those sort of guys that that plays the forward position, but it's also tall and and Jokic, you know, can Jokic is sort of a weird no because I think no. there's too much okay. similarity in their style because Jokic is like a point center, right? I disagree. So imagine like Luca's bringing a ball up. He passes it to Jokic, and then Luka like also drives it. It's like a pass and go where like Jokic could pass it right back to Luka too. You know, like they could they would do fantastic together. Have you? I mean, I'm not doubting that they wouldn't do fantastic together. I just, I just in my head, the perfect partner for Luka is is not Nikolai Jokic. It's it's somebody, and they're both foreign. More, yeah, that's why it would be good. Right? They'd, <laughs> they'd share stories of yeah. 
<laughs> they'd be fighting for MVP Europe. like every year. God, they would. They would, honestly, seriously though, that would be an amazing duo. Just having those two together, I think sure. they would do fantastic together. They could keep those their same players that they have right now on, on either team because it's not that good. But man, they would sure bring each other up. I think they would just play fantastic together. I actually you saw a think... picture of them together where they're wearing like the same jersey. They were they were on the west west side, um, you know, for the All Star game, you know, and just seeing or... them together, yeah. you know, with that in that picture, I just made me think of that. Like, man, that would be fantastic. I don't. Yeah, I, I think that would be a good. I just to me, that's not the perfect. That's not the perfect match I envision. But we'll never know. We'll never know what Luca put in his list to Santa of of who who he would want on there. So. I think he just. One day. I, I could see him being like. I think he wants anybody. Yeah. <laughs> anybody, please. I I just picture him like as a more of a douchey guy, and so I I picture him like <laughs> wanting to go to like the, a big team like L.A. Lakers or New York Knicks. You know, can you? I think that would be cool if he actually went to the Knicks. And now that they have like a really really good players, they have some players that you could trade away from there, like Brunson, for example. Now that he's doing good there, can you imagine you if could, they trade Brunson back to right, Dallas? Yeah. To get. Luca, it would, it would never gonna because it didn't work out when they were funny. together on the same team. But if they trade trade positions, you know, because they they both play the same position, and now Brunson has a a little bit of uh, trade value now. I think that could work out, you know. But then Luca would bring the Knicks up so much more. I don't think there's any chance that Dallas is gonna trade Luca. Yeah, and that's that's why in my mind it needs to be somebody a jilted superstar coming to Dallas to play. Yeah, but my, yeah. anyways, my point is that Luca's a douche, and he wants to go to one of those big teams. I think the perfect in closing, the, yeah, yeah, in closing all this, the perfect landing spot for him would be Miami. That's just like the douchiest okay. place you could go. <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna take his talents to South Beach. Yep, and then they. What would, do you have on your list? Who's number one on your <laughs> Christmas list, Ronnie? Wait, you, you, that, they would totally repeat what they did with LeBron and that whole announcement too with Luca. They would do that same thing with the them. It'd be, it'd be ridiculous. The decision, yeah. Yep. He'd be like, not one, not two, <laughs> not three. Exactly. People are like, dude, we've heard this before. He's so dumb. Okay, so when you brought this to my attention um, for Christmas list, I thought of Durant's Christmas list. I was like, what would he? What would he do if he sat on Santa's lap? And so I think, I think for Durant, he would just be like. Dear Santa, please just just let my teammates shut the hell up. Just <laughs> just please shut up and dribble. Yeah, just please keep Irving away from social media and just any post or anything like that. Just just keep us grounded up until after the championships at least. And then he could unleash hell on every social media he wants to, so that way he could get out of this place and, and go play with my boy Booker for the Suns finally. I think that's on his Christmas list. So he, <laughs> He just wants think, to play his heart out for this team that he has that he was really stuck on, but he just wants his teammates to shut their mouth, and they want him. He wants to win a championship with them, and then he wants to finally end up in a nice warm climate, get yeah. it out of you know Brooklyn that's just that cold. He's dealing with like zero degree weather right now, and he wants to go to Phoenix where it's nice and sunny, and he could team up with Da and Booker. I think I think that's his Christmas list. But what do you think? Uh, that's that's pretty reasonable. I, I like that just putting everybody in the nets in a bubble so they can't communicate with the outside world. Yep. No one can hear them. They can't hear anybody. And they just go and play basketball. And that's what Kevin Durant has been doing. He's been playing hella good basketball. Yes, he has. And I think that's just his way of, of dealing with all of this drama and yep. all of this. Just put your head down and work. Some of it's self-inflicted, right? Yep. He wants to be traded. Well, I guess I'll come back and play. But I want Steve Nash fired. And, you know, he got his wish. <laughs> And you know, since they fired Steve Nash, they have the best record in the NBA. Yeah. 
And is that so, is that motivation? Is that just like know. they finally did it, so he's motivated to play hard too? You know, or I don't know. It's just I, I'm all, I'm a maybe big, Steve Nash wasn't a good head coach. Yeah, I'm a big guy about motivation today for some reason, though. But I always I'm always looking for what motivates these these professional players to all of a sudden like play their their, their play, hearts out. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm just, I've seen it too many times. You know, the Suns had those crappy games where they got blown out, and and it's like the Dallas Mavericks when they played against them just beat the heck out of them for no reason. They were just motivated because they don't like the Suns. <laughs> And then yeah. same thing with, you know, like, I don't know, all these the other Warriors, teams, Bucks Christmas. and, yeah, yeah, Warriors. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. Oh, and one other thing. I think Durant would also ask for a billion followers on his Twitter account. And for every time. On his, <laughs> yeah. on his real Twitter? or Yeah, his on his real Twitter. Twitter. Yep, that's what he did. Ask for Santa. He'd okay. want a billion followers. And then every time you post something, he would want a million likes on whatever you posted. Because <laughs> he's big on his comments and social media he as is. well, too. So that's the type yeah. of guy he is. <laughs> he is. Maybe he should go to Miami with Luca. <laughs> Am I missing anything? Is there anything else on his list? No, that's good. That's good. That seems that seems <laughs> fairly. Who else you got? Who else is? I got LeBron James. LeBron James in his twentieth year, and you could just tell watching Lakers games, he's not happy. LeBron yeah. is not happy. He's not and a happy guy. <laughs> he's not. It's. I don't think it's because he's no longer the best player on his team. I think it's because the best player on his team can't stay healthy. So I think he's sitting on Santa's lap saying, please, please give me a healthy Anthony Davis so yeah. I can win another championship and be in the conversation of the greatest of all time because I'm I'm a couple of rings behind Jordan yep. and I need to catch up and I'm only going to do that with Anthony Davis. Or trade me to a contender. Trade me. Send me to Dallas. I'll be Luca's buddy and maybe we can we can win something there. But I think he is frustrated that he sees his window closing and he's he's not he's not getting what he wants. So on his Christmas list is to be on a contending team or to have the team that he's on have everybody healthy. Because it's it's it hasn't been that way in a while. Do you remember how he was compared to Michael Jordan so much like ten years yeah. ago, you know? I mean it was always like just how how good is who's a better player? Michael Jordan or LeBron James, and you don't hear that anymore either. It's kind of weird how just that that comparison went out the window. And I think part of what's hurting LeBron too is his frustrations because we can see it. You know, we we see when he's on the court. So I think that affects his play too. So when something happens on the court, and then you get down on yourself, you're just kind of like you see what's happening. You you see the play unfolding, and then you just. You you don't run back on defense, you know, like he used to. Remember, he would swat all those layups down off the backboard and yeah, everything. Every huge yeah. plays. I don't see that from him anymore, and I don't think it's because he's old and out of shape. I think it's because he's just not motivated. You know, he's just he's tired just of <laughs> having to do all the work himself. You know, having that that supportive cast. But then that affects him and his other players because the other players on his team see that and they're like, "Oh, I'm I'm making like one of my favorite." players in the league like do this you know and i don't want to i don't want to play it makes them not want to play hard anymore because they just get so down on themselves for getting lebron down and it's just a trickle effect you know so i don't know yeah no it's it's tough because his body language is very very telling yeah and i 100 percent agree is it affects his teammates in ways that he either doesn't know or just doesn't care yeah about the the hornets game where they lost 134 to 130 lebron had two of the last plays on the off on the defensive side and then on the offensive side that really were just like oh you, you, you can't I mean he didn't lose it for them he, he was the leading scorer of the Lakers mm-hmm. but it was just like 
it could have gone differently had LeBron performed differently. So yeah. towards the end of the game, it's they're down by two, 132 to 130, and LeBron gets called for goaltending. Yeah. So now they have a four-point lead. Yep. LeBron gets the ball on the inbound pass. His shoe falls I saw off. That. He falls to the ground and has to kind of give it up for a you know, it was an open shot, but he, you know, he's surrounded by clowns yeah. and it's missed. I think it was Lonnie Walker that made the shot. I don't, I don't remember for sure, but it, the shot was missed and, you know, ultimately they lose the game, but it's just back-to-back plays where LeBron had a direct hand in it being fumbled and bumbled. Yeah. And it's, okay, but it's again, just so weird to see. So I saw that play, right? And he had enough time to spin himself on the ground to see if the ball went into the hoop when he should have been just lifting himself back up and, finding a spot on the floor to get open. But instead, he just sits there and watches the play unfold. And I know there's not hardly any time left or whatever, but still, like, he, I feel like there was time where he could have at least jumped up and rebounded the ball and maybe tipped it in or something like that. Not, with one shoe on? Exactly, right. No, I disagree with you. That don't say exactly right. <laughs> no, I'm saying... I disagree. His shoe fell off. He fell to the ground. You still have one shoe with, with, with perfect grip. And yeah, it's, you're, you're going to be slipping and sliding on your sock with the other foot. But still, how good of a play would that would have that been if he just tipped the ball back in? You know, he. I'm. My point is, is that he's not. He's not the same LeBron. You know, he just. I hate when people just lay on the floor and watch plays when they're the play is going. You know, it's just like get up. Like that's part of the problem here is that he doesn't get back on defense. He doesn't get up off the floor. He just sits there. He's just yeah. He's out. And I think he's just tired of. Of just handling everything himself, you know, he's just yeah, he's just done. And I think the one thing that you didn't mention that he is going to ask for Santa is for his son to come play with them. And so he, yep. he that's okay. really what he wants. He just wants to retire. He wants to play one year with his son and then retire. That's all he yeah. wants. I I kind of agree with you on that. Is that you know he's a free agent at the end of this year. He's going to go whoever drafts Bronny, and mm-hmm. I think that's going to improve Bronny's draft stock for whether it's fair or not. It's the truth because LeBron is still a fantastic basketball player. Yeah. He's not the player he was 10 years ago, but he is still one of the best guys on the court. And with Anthony Davis injured, he's the best guy on this Lakers squad. Yeah. I wonder. So let's, let's I wonder where back his, it up a little bit. I wonder where his go, son go is in the draft too. Like what, what draft second order round. is he? Mid second round yeah? okay. is what he's projected to be. Yeah. So he could potentially move up to the first. He could, you know, if teams want to get LeBron, they could they could bump him up a little bit, thinking that that's But that's with how be good he there. plays, it's mid-second round. Yeah, he is he is mid-second round. Now, obviously, a lot could change over the course of the year, but that's that's where most experts, in air quotes that you can't see, yep. uh, slate him right now. Okay. So let's have the Michael Jordan-LeBron James conversation. I, I didn't have this planned, but you mentioned it, and you're right, I don't hear those comparisons anymore. Yeah. And do you think do you think it's a fair comparison? Let's start there. Is it fair to compare LeBron to Jordan? I think it is, yes. Um, when LeBron was in his prime, he was definitely comparable to Michael Jordan. Do you think LeBron is better than Michael Jordan? I um it's hard to say that because there's some stats <laughs> that will back up how good LeBron yeah. was, you know, compared to Michael Jordan. But yeah. Michael Jordan has all the championships to basically blow LeBron out of the water of saying, you know, you're you're not as good as me, you know. So it's that's tough. I don't know. 
What do you think? It's tough. It's yeah, it is tough. And and I think some of it is look at the supporting class, supporting cast that Jordan had versus the early LeBron supporting cast. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, if if LeBron had a Scottie Pippen-esque player on that Cavaliers team, they're going to win multiple championships. Yeah. He didn't. He had nobody. He had just the goof troop of players. So I think that takes a role. I think they're too different to compare. I think that LeBron is physically and, and actual just pure basketball, a better basketball player than Michael Jordan. But Jordan and, and Kobe as well, they had this extra gear mm-hmm. that they could shift into that I don't think LeBron has. LeBron just has raw ability, and it's not raw, it's very refined. He just has ability that's so much better than, than anybody, but Kobe could shift in there. He can't play there all the time, and Jordan couldn't play there all the time because it's just impossible. But when they wanted to, they could nobody could touch him. They were unstoppable. They had the killer I mean, that's why he's called the Black Mamba, right? Kobe at least, is they had that killer instinct. So I think a better comparison is Michael Jordan to Kobe. And I think LeBron is sort of in his own his own category. I don't know. I think LeBron and Shaq could have gotten along and played on a team very well together. Yeah. Because Neither one of them had that that mentality that that Kobe had. I think I think Kobe and Shaq couldn't play together because Kobe's like, dude, Shaq, practice more, stay in the film room, do all of this stuff that Kobe was doing. And Shaq's like, no, dude, I'm I'm a, one of the best basketball players. I don't need to be the best. I'm happy with with the work that I put in. And I think LeBron's that way too. Yeah, I think this could be a whole another podcast just comparing the two of them. So I won't, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I won't yeah, get too sure. into it, but. I mean, yeah, when you, I'm looking at some stats in front of me, I'm not going to go over them, but they're pretty comparable. Like they're side by side. These guys are, are pretty equal. So I don't know. I just, I, but then you, it's tough because the game changed so much during that time. And the tie, the tiebreaker is the championships that they have, you know, and the MVP awards. Whether it's fair or not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm just curious. That's curious. <laughs> Who was your uh, second player that that was visiting Santa for Yes, you? so I was thinking about SGA, Shea Gillius Alexander. I hope I said that right. So I just have – there's just – So SGA is um, the Oklahoma City Thunder yep. for those that have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Because let's be honest. If you're not in Oklahoma, you're probably not watching a lot of OKC basketball. Good point. Yep, I like that you pointed it out. Yeah. So this guy has been com- recently compared to Michael Jordan with his stats. He is currently third in the league in points per game, and he has been killing it for Oklahoma City. But then he kind of like, he dropped off the radar all of a sudden because Oklahoma City quit winning games and they don't really have that great of a record anymore. Shea's been still doing excellent, but when I think of him sitting on Santa's lap, there is just one thing, and it, it just goes back to what we were just talking about. Shea would say, Santa, please give me my Scotty Pippen. That's yeah. that's what he wants, yeah. right? He is one of those special players. I think he is just like, you know, LeBron and, and Michael Jordan. He's he has these comparable stats and he needs that Scottie Pippen. He needs the guy who's gonna get get down in the trenches and be one of those defensive players of the year that you need. Right right next to Shea too, you know. I wonder how Shea's defense is. I haven't really looked at his defensive stats, but offensively he's amazing and yeah, I I would just he would do so good with with some just one other player that that just supports him. He just who's that perfect match, that missing puzzle piece, like like Scottie Pippen was for Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was in the league for like what three years before Scottie Pippen came to the team, and yeah, he was making playoffs and everything like that. But 
he he wasn't winning any championships, but as soon as Scotty came, championship, championship, championship. It's just over and over again, and that's what yeah. Shay needs. And I think Scotty probably doesn't get as much credit as he deserves right. for for some of those championships. But I I agree with you. Right? That was supposed to be Chet Holgram before Chet Holgram got hurt. Yeah. Obviously, it's hard to say this rookie's going to be the difference maker, but that. That's why they drafted him is to sort of be that. But what was interesting to me is before the season started, it wasn't SGA that that people were talking about. It was Josh Giddy, right? And now it is just completely flipped. So Josh Giddy is is suffering from that sophomore slump, and SGA is just flourishing. So yeah, if if Giddy can take the next step, and if Chet Holgram can can get healthy and get on the court, and he is everything that they they thought he was when they drafted him and they're going to have a high draft pick again this year. They're going to probably be in the lottery, man. You got some really, really promising pieces there. It's a lot of ifs, but I, I agree. SGA is the best player on a bad team and it's, it's gotta be frustrating. What? How do you say his name? Is it Shet or Chet? Chet. Chet. Did, did okay. I say Shet? Well, no, I just, I think I said Shet before on some previous podcast. So I forgot. I thought Chet. you stubbed your toe. I'm yeah. sorry. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things change when he comes back. I wonder how Chet's going to do in the – because you know how skinny he was. He's looked like me, only yeah. stretched out like two more feet. So it'll be interesting <laughs> yeah. to see him like in a weight room this off season. you know. He just has that small ankle injury, you know. I, I say small, but it's out of – it's season ending, you know. But I'm <laughs> yeah, saying yeah, like yeah. that's – like he could still work his upper body and everything. So I wonder what he's going to look like when he comes back. Cause all he has it to do, all he can do is work his upper body. Right. So hopefully he's, it, cardio it, hopefully he's, and he's in the gym stuff, and, yeah. you know, getting some weight on oh, him. I'm, so. I'm sure, I'm sure he has strength and conditioning coaches, yeah. but I mean, he doesn't need to, right. I mean, look at Kevin Durant, right. His nickname yep. is the slim reaper. Yep. He is, he's a tall guy, very lengthy and he's not muscular. I mean, I say that as I, you know, downed a pound of fudge earlier today. <laughs> he's 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 extremely muscular, but he is not the 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 prototypical build of of a player that's that size, you know. Yeah. And now Zion is the other extreme of that size, but most players are are somewhere in the middle. That's tends to what you expect for guys of that height. Yeah. You know, Chet could really be that guy because he was excellent defensively too. He was getting like an average of four blocks, yeah. I think. Um, just in the in summer, summer league, league right? let's calm down. He, yeah. <laughs> he he got the record for the most blocks, six blocks, I think, in a game in summer league, which is pretty cool, you know. So, you think about well, he all... he tracked down LeBron on a fast break, right? And that's when he hurt his ankle. So, I mean, think about he, like it seems like he's dedicated to defense, right. or at least willing to to put in the effort. So he could be that missing piece. Think about all these rookies that started in summer leagues. They're like for every our whole entire lives, you know. And he has a record. You know, like he was the one that. That be all those records, all all those amazing rookies that were in the summer league. So I think I know it is just yeah. summer league, but still he did get that record, and it was a continuous. You know, it was an average of four blocks per game. I think it was. So yeah, he was fantastic. I honestly, Ronnie, are we are we going to summer league this year? Are we doing? Yes, it? let's are we do it. Make it happen. Let's do it. I, I'm just let's just say yes. I'm let's do it. Let's say yes. Go to Vegas together. Heck yeah, I'm I'm committed. <laughs> I'll buy tickets. When I could Perfect. afford it. Tickets are cheap. Tickets are cheap to Summer League. Hey, one other thing, though. I think a player that would be good to go on Oklahoma City Thunder who would be like someone Scottie Pippen is Clay Thompson. I think he's like that Scottie Pippen for Steph Curry and you know Draymond oh, sure. Green. So I, yeah. I think that would really help Shea. So I, I think that's one of those one of those players, you know, who's just a overall good defensively and unoffensively, and he just brings a whole entire team up. So 
you kind of saw it when he got injured for those two years, how, yeah. how well the Warriors did without how him. How the Warriors. Yeah, they did yeah. so bad. So, and then he came back and they won another championship. So I think that's a really good example of a, an, another Scottie Pippen that we have in a league currently. Should they call... Should they make an award and call it like the Scotty Pippen? Heck yes, but I don't know how you would measure that. It's like, yeah, it's it's so impossible. I mean, you have just constant debate about MVP already. If you add like a second one, it's yeah. just like, and then is it an insult to one Scotty Pippen and two the winner <laughs> of the award? Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Scott, I'm not I'm not the number two. I'm the best. You know, <laughs> right. Is it is it going to cause drama? It's or, basically yeah. going to go to <laughs> whatever team won the championship and whoever number two was yeah. on that team. You know, that's that's yeah. how yeah. it's going to work. But I, I like the idea. Uh, have you looked at the NBA schedule? Any upcoming games that catch your eye that tickle your fancy? Let's if take you a look at. I really was. I haven't looked at it too much right now, but uh, man, let's, oh man. Let's, let's get in the yeah, swing of things right now. Well, tomorrow, what, tomorrow is the 27th, the Suns and the Grizzlies. Nice, that's, yes. That's top West let's teams. That the one. Suns dropped to number five. The Suns dropped to five because the Clippers won tonight. Yeah. But they are fifth in the NBA Western standings. Uh, the Clippers and the Raptors, that's tomorrow night as well. That should be a good hey, game. And the Suns defense too. We didn't have Booker. We haven't had um, campaign. Cam Johnson's hurt. We didn't have uh, Chris Paul for the longest time, too. But we're still fifth. So I think that says a lot for how deep our team is. Let's talk about the Pelicans, right? Sure. The Pelicans are second, and they haven't had Ingram or Zion for quite some time. Yeah, you got to endure during your injuries. And I I was shocked because Booker came back that game against the Nuggets. He played for four minutes before injuring his groin. So... The fact that well, was it Landry Sh- Shamit, Shamit stepped up, yeah. Shamit and had thirty plus points yep. is really what made this a game. Yeah. Uh, so you, you kudos to him for for stepping up and and keeping it close and getting into overtime. It just just wasn't okay. enough. Can you explain Aaron the dunk? Gordon had yes. possibly the best dunk ever. Yeah. Did you see that? So I see the replays over and over again on a bunch of things, but I the thing I'm not clear about because I didn't watch the game live. I was busy. So was there a charge like what can you explain that whole situation i don't know i know there's a charge called but i don't know if it was like challenged when it was supposed to i don't know just explain that whole situation so i didn't realize there was a call they they challenged it it was reviewed so no that's oh so you don't know either bummer so there's all these all these comments so I saw the replay but yeah, yeah. there's all these yeah. comments on twitter and they're like it, it wasn't a um it wasn't a charge it was a charge and they're like well they shouldn't oh, they sure, shouldn't sure. have reviewed it when happen. they should they they weren't supposed to, i don't know that they were allowed to review a play that wasn't reviewable and stuff like this you know so there's all, all these comments so i got confused on whether it ended up being a charge or not <laughs> you know like did they take those two points away did they take the dunk away or did it count yeah. i i'm not sure no, on that because counted. yeah all the, the comments counted, on there the dunk didn't count yeah, yeah. So what did they call that thing? NBA last two minute report. Mm-hmm. Have we watched? Have you looked at that for this game? No. So you ask these questions. Yeah. So I don't do any due diligence. <laughs> oh, I know I haven't had time gracious. because I've just was watching it today when before the podcast and I all that stuff was. I was trying. I actually did try to do some research on it, but all those okay, so comments kept coming up and this confusing was, me. It was called a correct call, and I'm going to read the comment from the NBA office. Thank you. The crew communicated with Replay Center to determine whether or not Shamit of Phoenix was in the restricted area after an offensive foul was called against Gordon. While it was confirmed that Shamit was outside the restricted area, 
The referees also reviewed whether Shamit was in a legal guarding position, an additional reviewable matter for, the, for this replay trigger. Replay showed Shamit was moving into Gordon's path oh my God. after he had started his upward motion toward the rim. Oh. And the initial call on the floor was therefore overturned and Shamit was assessed a blocking foul. Okay, so I saw the replay and I didn't know, but I was like, okay, that's a charge. Because Shamit was just standing there. <laughs> Whatever. That's such bull. So, w- w- he was standing there, but the question, what what the NBA, and I, I'm looking at it in live, so I haven't seen it, the slow motion replay, is that he moved into that position after he had already started his upward. Yeah, I after don't he, think so. After he was carrying himself. I don't know. It looks to me like it was the correct I call. think it starts with the gather, so it starts at like the three-point line because of how how much speed yeah, and momentum yeah, he had. it does. Yep. And so it starts with the gather there and Shamit st- yeah, he stepped into the lane after he had gathered himself for the dunk. All right. I think okay. they got the call right. Okay. For better or worse, as a Suns fan, as much as it hurts me to say. <laughs> so if you have no idea what I'm talking about and what report I just read, NBA officiating releases this what's called the last 2 minute report. And anytime a game is close within 3 points at any point during the last 2 minutes of a game or the fourth quarter, the NBA automatically reviews every single play during that, and they make a comment. Was it a correct call? Was it the correct no call? Did they miss a call? And this report is viewable by the public, and you can see exactly why they did or did not call something. So in this case, there was an incorrect non-call that occurred on traveling. Jamal Murray establishes his left foot as his pivot and lifts it before he starts to dribble. So Jamal Murray traveled with 121 remaining in overtime, and it was not called as traveling. So that's an example of them going back and looking at that. So you can see the reports and you can see the comments. So the comments here, I think, were extremely helpful on on why that is. So yeah, just Google uh, last two-minute, NBA last two-minute report, and you can literally look at any game, any history, and read the report and either answer your questions or increase your rage, especially (laughs) if you start seeing incorrect calls and incorrect non-calls. Uh, so everything Especially is, if you is bet on those games on too, you know, like if they just got the call right, I would have yeah. won my money. Yeah, yeah, that's frustrating. That's life. Yep. Uh, when you when you have a game with officials, uh, you know, you're gonna have those those instances pop up. But thanks for you know. clarifying that because I could not find the answer if it ended up being a charge and the two points counted or not too. So thanks for yeah. going over that. No, they counted and and he got a he got a and one. Yep. I don't know if he made it, but good point. Yep. It's irrelevant to this conversation. Yep. In the end. It ended up being 128 end, to 125 Suns last. So, yeah. In the end, it doesn't we're, even we're matter. We're looking at <laughs> <laughs> uh, that. So, those are the games tomorrow that caught my interest. Uh, looking ahead further to next weekend, so we have a bunch of games on both uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Only three on New Year's Day, actually. The Celtics and the Nuggets on New Year's Day. That should be a fun game. Excited to see that. How about Pelicans and Grizzlies and on New Year's Eve? What one? I was going to say the, the Nets and the Hornets should be a bloodbath. Yeah, that's the hardest. How, I, the Pelicans and the Grizzlies? Absolutely. Yeah, December 31st, game. New Year's Eve, 6 yep. p.m. Western time. Arizona time. Uh, mountain time. Mountain time. Arizona has Arizona their own time. Arizona time, is yeah. the only state right. in the United States that doesn't change your clock. So I go by Arizona I don't time. I think that's true. Yeah, that's true. 
I know that 100% true. I don't think that's true. There's also States like a corner don't. of some other state that doesn't change your clock either. Oh, so there's something else. <laughs> a corner. <laughs> Just immediately, yeah. Hawaii and Arizona don't observe daylight savings. Yeah, see? Hawaii's a state, Ronnie. Is it though? You said Arizona's the only state. <laughs> Hawaii does not. And parts of Navajo Nation do not. Yes, parts of Nav- Navajo Nation. That's what it is. That was the other part. That was but the other ho- little corner Hawaii. I was thinking about. Hawaii is a state. I actually didn't know Hawaii didn't change your clocks. That's cool. Now you know. Knowing's half the battle. Go, Joe. So, yeah. when I... All right. That's going to do it for us tonight, <laughs> then. Unless Ronnie's going to talk about daylight savings time. Yeah. So, Ronnie, we're going to move got? this podcast to daylight savings talk right now. Oh, and uh, no. now we're done. Yeah. Those are the games I was looking <laughs> forward to. So, yeah. Interesting that there's only three games on, on New Year's Day. I thought there would have been more. But, yeah. Well, there's a lot of, lot of college bowl games. And I think that they probably don't want to oh is that, that college day i hate saturdays yeah. for that too i hate watching college football so much every time i click on a tv it, i i look, click on espn and it's just for college football all day long i'm like okay it's like there's, there's something else other than college football which i don't care about like there's all these good nba games there's nhl hockey they could put on baseball and i hate baseball too but <laughs> uh. you'd rather watch baseball than college yes football, i don't know why saying. i hate it so much this just did I don't, yeah. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, you can end the podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to end the podcast, Ronnie. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Check us out on social media. Check out the podcast link, the podcast description for those links. Otherwise, we will see you next time. Yep, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.